well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. First, I felt like this Halloween wasn't going to be much to scream about, Matt. Mm. You know that phrase, not so much? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm, I'm familiar with the <laughs> not so much phrase. So early on, that's pretty much how I felt Halloween was treating us. You know, we were begging for its attention and like we just wanted some spooky love. And Halloween is over there completely at the other end of the couch. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, not so much. And Halloween's completely disinterested in us. And they're like, nah, it's all right. And the decorations and the Halloween stuff gets put out late. Yeah, it did. It's like we didn't get any any love back until... I think now, when we're kind of looking back on it. Huh. Yeah, I could kind of, I mean, like, look, my my season was, like, just blown apart, so I'm probably not the best person to uh, judge it. But I'm with you in general. It did feel, at first, like it was a little off-kilter, and then it kind of all came together. It just felt like Halloween was just getting bored with us, disinterested. We're shaved, we're showered, we're dressed in our best horror t-shirts, we have a mouthful of mints. So why are we being ignored? She've got some, some visuals going on, trying to catch up. <laughs> but like, I feel like maybe we are. Maybe we just need to look and have a retrospective and go through the season and determine if that was really the case or if I was just misinterpreting it. Oh, see, I see what you're doing. You're setting up tonight's episode. <laughs> yeah, mm, I, I don't know where you're going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So tonight... On the Purple Stuff podcast, you yeah. and I are going to look back at the 2018 Halloween season. We are. And we're going to pluck out its best feathers. <laughs> That's the plan. The feathers. Yeah, yeah that, the feather <laughs> plan. We talked about this. What is Halloween? The gobbledygooker? <laughs> <laughs> That's our show next month, Jay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> The idea is to talk about maybe some random things here and there that really stood out for us throughout the season this year and made the season great. Yeah, it's kind of like an award show, only we're not really giving anything an award. But these are the best things for us about this season. They are the best things for the season, although you know what's going to happen. We're going to finish recording, and over the next couple of days... Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot to say this. <laughs> oh my God, how did I forget the Reese's Bat cereal? <laughs> There'll definitely be like one thing that is so glaringly obvious that, <laughs> that we didn't mention and we're going to feel like idiots. And they're all going to tell us, you two, <laughs> you two have lost a step. Let me tell you, a Halloween <laughs> retrospective and you didn't bring up this? You picked number six over this? <laughs> <laughs> Brisk venom drinks, but not this? <laughs> so, who's going to get started? I think you want me I, to start? You want, I, okay, you want to go for it? No, I think I'll go for it. All right, awesome. All right, 
Here's my first favorite thing about the 2018 Halloween season. Number one. What, what do you see? A green hamburger. I see bacon, beef, chicken. I have to eat the whole thing. You have to eat it all. With this burger, the impact on sleep is going to be uh, primarily based on all the different proteins in there. You've got to do it all. Finish up, little man. Sweet dreams. Oh, okay. Let's talk. Talk about that Burger King Nightmare King burger. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, Jay. <laughs> For me, like, honestly, this pretty much saved the Halloween season. No, really? This yeah, because, this, you know, I've been saving. off. Yeah, no, I, I've been kind of off the grid this month and I knew that this burger came out. And I'm like, if I don't get my ass there and put this out online, I have completely given up on everything that makes me me. Like, how could I not partake in the Nightmare King burger from Burger King? Your spirit animal was the Black Whopper that came out. Right. In 2015, we had the <laughs> Halloween Whopper. And I would say that this is sort of the sequel to it. It's definitely the sequel. But I mean, like, your relationship to that Whopper, it's almost as if it's your child. You keep it in the freezer. No, it's not my child, but <laughs> it, I am familiar with it. And yes, it is in my freezer, and things happen sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you take it out and you pet it. Yeah. And you take pictures of it. I do. And then you put it back. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, it's just like your child, like I said. You're right. It is sort of like my child. I'm going to bring it to fucking Santa and Woodbridge this year. Yo, big man, hold this. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I'm nursing a fucking wheezing cough. Everybody can be wheeze. <laughs> oh man okay so you got the nightmare i have to say i didn't try this nightmare burger yet but really I've you you who eats three peanuts and two ounces of tuna a day didn't try the nightmare burger from burger king i am shocked <laughs> not yet but i do want are to you, are you podcasting from live from the gym tonight jay <laughs> <laughs> i am not but i do want to give it a shot when you're describing it to me, I'm like, man, I don't know about that. There's there's all kinds of stuff going on on this oh, burger. Oh, boy, yeah. It is a monstrosity. So picture this. It's yeah. this green bun. that mm. I mean, it basically looks like toxic sludge bun. See, that appeals to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Halloween part. Right. But between the bun slices are three meats. A flame, a, a flame that's broiled. A that's a, it's a lot of fucking meat. It's a flame <laughs> yeah. broiled patty. A slab of piping hot fried chicken and strips of bacon. Mm, yeah. So, like I said on my site, it's like it's a whole fucking farm in this sandwich. <laughs> so there is a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it looks ridiculous. Like you get it, and there's no elegant way to put a sandwich like this together. Yeah. Like it looks like you just got like garbage from everyone's tables and kind of like Frankenstein it together. Yeah. But it's actually not bad. Not bad. Not bad. If you do partake in fast food every now and then, something like this would be very appealing, I'm sure. And I'm not saying it's not. It's just that I do feel like maybe like the bacon 
is is too much or if you remove the the chicken and keep the bacon and do something else like I, you know too much going on it's almost like yeah the, the chicken know? seems like i'm like why why is there <laughs> like it's it's absolutely enough food without the chicken and the chicken is it's not like a little little teensy piece it's like a big slab of fried chicken in there it makes the top bun kind of like wiggle around like it's a jenga thing about to fall <laughs> I just have to point out, it sounded like you were like from Rocky Horror. The see what's on the slab. <laughs> <laughs> see, I think you subconsciously did that because this is the Halloween show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that cough too because it's the Halloween show. Well, it's scarier. Mm. No, but see, I feel like, like you said, the bun is what makes it Halloweeny. I actually did bring up, I think it was the Angry Birds burger, maybe that was green that we brought up. Oh, yeah, your Angry Birds burger from, what was it, Madrid or something like that? <laughs> I don't remember. It wasn't where here. It was from some yeah. other country. Yeah. yeah but God, I think what do a memory a on you. That was like <laughs> years ago. <laughs> but, I mean, green buns definitely appeal to me. I yeah, like that. and apparently, I I don't know if there was more in the works, but I know I read that they got the color with watermelon juice. I read that too, yeah. So does the bun have a flavor, or is it just, uh, I mean, does it just say like a regular bun? I believe they refer to it as a glazed bun. I didn't really detect anything out of the ordinary flavor-wise, though. Like, it didn't taste unusual in any way, aside from the fact that I was eating beef chicken and pork at the same time <laughs> i feel like like really they went to such an extent they got like scientists like i don't know if they're real scientists but they're like we have this scientist who claims this really causes nightmares oh my like, god you're right that, I, forgot, I forgot to bring that up but like that's fine and dandy but like really it's staring them right in the face they're giving out crowns to children that look like frankenstein crowns just call it the frankenstein burger it's a freaking green bun totally with you had this conversation with somebody else today and i have to believe that they had intended to call it that for something like i don't know it's like mary whatever fucking mary name Shelley. mary says yeah. her estate like saying uh-uh-uh cut us a big <laughs> fat check like it, it does seem like this was meant to be a frankenburger Everyone's posting the crowns. I'm like, come on. Yeah. And the wrapper it comes in is kind of like Frankensteined out, too. Yeah. Yeah. They could have just gave it that little extra thing. But nightmares, fine. Yeah. Did you experience any nightmares during your sleep after that? Yes. But, I mean, I can't categorically state that they had anything to do with the burger because they happen every night. <laughs> and it was, for me, it was par for the course. I really didn't give it any extra attention when I woke up, you know? You know what I think it is? I think in this instance, you're just feeling guilt that you are not paying as much attention to the black bun burger that's in the freezer now that you have this new green burger. How many did you buy to put in the freezer? So the deal Sick was fuck. I have to actually get my ass fucking back there to get another one because I forgot my debit card and I only had a $10 bill. And this sandwich is $9. Oh, I think you're going to say it's nine pounds because it sounds like it would be nine pounds. It's nine pounds. It's a dollar a pound, which actually, no, now that I say it, it's not so bad. 
It's really nine dollars. It's nine fucking dollars. I'm like, I'm standing there. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want the meal. I just want the sandwich. She's like, yep, it's eight ninety eight or whatever the hell it was. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? What, what, what? Since when is a fucking sandwich at Burger King nine dollars? That's a cash grab, if I've ever heard of it. Well, I kind of understand it because number one, it's so big that it really is like two sandwiches in one. It really is huge. It's over a thousand calories. It's gigantic. Oh, God. It, it literally is. It's um, how how many calories is it? I actually wrote it down somewhere, but no, it's over a thousand for sure. Well, it's it's definitely a whole meal of food. Yeah. Oh God. Like I didn't finish it because I forgot to hold the mayo, and I fucking hate mayo. But even the few bites that I had, ugh, ugh. Uh, yeah, you definitely uh, you feel it afterwards. Oh. Side note. If uh, anyone decides to go to Burger King to try it, they should also grab a scary black cherry frozen Fanta. Oh, yes. See, I think that's a great pairing that they came up with. Oh, yeah. It's basically like a jet black Slurpee that tastes like frozen Goulaid. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's like black as fuck. It's so black. I don't know how they did it. Supposedly, that was done with the uh, thing that they made the buns with. <laughs> well... Right? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because I think people were saying it's, you know, doing that to their bathroom situation. I don't have that problem. I don't use the bathroom. <laughs> yes, we we all know. Yeah. You're, you're an anomaly mm -hmm. to the human race. It just blinks out of existence, like when you get a coin in a video game. <laughs> so the uh the nightmare burger and the uh scary black cherry frozen fanta together that would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 1200 calories <laughs> but you know halloween only once a year and would you say that this is the best thing this halloween season food wise i think it is it is because yeah. it, it first of all it came out in late october when we desperately needed some new shit Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the whole Target Walmart runs get real dry by now. Oh, yeah. So this just came up out of fucking nowhere. Came out of nowhere, yeah. Totally just, like, surprises everybody. Yeah, and I don't think anything else is as interesting as a ghoulish green burger that is said to cause nightmares and has every fucking edible animal on it. <laughs> that is pretty scary. Someone in my dream turned into the burger. The burger then transformed into the figure of a snake. Number two. Let me introduce you to my personal library of Fangoria, the leader in horror entertainment. What a fascinatingly hideous cover of Freddy Krueger. And devilishly candid reviews of the latest horror videos. And gloriously bloody color photos from the newest Friday the 13th. They're all here in Fangoria. Can I persuade you to subscribe? Ah, oh, let the dead bodies wait. All right, so my first pick from this Halloween season is the return of Fangoria magazine. Big time success that they've had with that resurgent title definitely and i think it's a big deal worth bringing up because the stuff you used to see in the pages of fangoria it really meant something you know like i used to read it i know you did and like the stuff inside there when you're thumbing through the pages it just seemed like so important in comparison to the stuff that never made it into the magazine 
because you would go to the video store and you would see movies that you would say, hey, you know what? I've never read about this in Fangory, so it must suck. <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, you log on to social media, you go on the Internet, you're bombarded with like ads and articles and you find all this stuff just getting thrown at you constantly and it's hard to consolidate it all. So Fangoria is a way to kind of put it all together in a really neat way, I think. So it's fun that it's back. And it didn't feel like it was away for that long, which I think kind of speaks to the importance of it, because like it's not just a nostalgic thing to say, hey, it's back. Let's be nostalgic, because I remember you and I, we went to this comic store. I think it was in Long Island and we were thumbing through old Fangoria's and we both bought a few back issues. Oh, yeah. I remember that day. Yeah, and we they charged were, me like fucking ten bucks a copy. Yeah, it was a lot. Jesus we, Christ! We, I know they put them in plastic bags, but give me a break. <laughs> yeah, and backing boards. Yeah, I don't even know if they had those. Looking back at these old issues, it not only brings back memories, but it's like that moment in time or your favorite movie at the time. You know, any movie that you remember, whether it's horror or a thriller or anything horror comedy in my case, I always go back and say, hey, you know, was this on a Fangoria cover? Or right. You're, you know a, you're I mean? a big uh, Fangoria hunter. Yeah, I love looking at them. Every time we go somewhere, you and I are both looking at them. But I just think it's cool that it is back. And um, like I said, it felt like it wasn't gone that long. So I think that just kind of makes it even cooler. Because it's not like we were just like, man, remember that was out 20 years ago? It wasn't. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, a couple, of, a couple of notes on that whole thing. So yeah. the original run of fangoria did not end that well right there was a lot of drama i don't know the whole story so i'm not going to get into it here but it, it it is safe to say that there were some disappointed subscribers out there right. mm -hmm. so first off kudos to the the new team and whether that's an all-new team or a combination of new team and old team i don't know but whoever's in charge they did such a great job of rebuilding that brand and getting that trust back Definitely. Absolutely. The, the... I believe they even like honored subscriptions from people that had it before. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like they said, if you got screwed over, if you didn't get what you paid for, get in touch, we'll work something out. Like they really went for this and they did it right. When they first put out the uh, subscription form and everything, like uh, immediately I jumped on it and I was like real excited for it. But I'll tell you, when this thing arrived, like I have it in my hand right now, I'm thumbing through it. Mm -hmm. It's like a book, man. It is not just a magazine. Like, it's not like it used to be. It's an actual book. Yeah. It's like I, a soft I, cover book. I actually don't have it yet. And yeah. um, when I saw pictures of it popping up, I'm like, holy shit. Again, it, it brings me back to, um, you know, it has Michael Myers on the cover and it says he's back. And on the top left, it says we're back. So, I mean, it just really came <laughs> again at a great time with Halloween coming right. back. Fang, what a, Fang, what a perfect storm. Back. Exactly. And the other thing that I do want to mention about Fangoria real quick is that a um, while back, you got me a book that was all the covers of Fangoria magazine. That book actually lost me a ton of money because every time I thumb through it, I go and jump on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> looking for another back issue that i want to read yeah it, it so, sucks yeah. because those back issues used to be like five bucks five bucks mm -hmm. five bucks and now it's like 35 dollars. <laughs> it's so true there's always like one issue that you think it, oh this can't be more than 10 bucks if you go on ebay it's like 40 bucks you right. know just that one random issue they you know? really jumped up this past year really did yeah but it's awesome to have it back and i definitely recommend uh if anybody 
is kind of on the fence about it or hasn't pulled the trigger, go for it, especially at least for this issue, because then you could gauge whether you want to get every issue or whatever. But this is a good one to have, not only because it's the return, but it also has some great stuff about the Halloween franchise in it and stuff like that. So, But uh, do you have any favorite uh, covers or favorite memories of Fangoria, man? So the problem for me is that Fangoria and Starlog kind of blend together. If mm-hmm. I had to pick a Fangoria, though, hmm. I know it's a weird one to say, but I've always really liked the one with Spawn on the cover. Well, not Spawn. Oh, it's actually Violator, I believe. Yes. Yeah. I know that's like not even from like my preferred era, but something about <laughs> that one in particular. Yeah. Maybe because it's always the one you can find when you can go to like any comic book shop. Oh, our Fangoria yeah. section over there, all vintage issues. I'm like, it's all the same fucking one with Violator on the cover. <laughs> How much I, is this? $22. <laughs> I do think you probably bought that once or twice when we were at a store. Right. And I swear that my answer to your question had nothing to do with the fact that it's the only one I can remember offhand. <laughs> Kane Hodder, Friday the 13th, Jason. And Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell up Evil Dead thing. There's dealers, sneak previews, actual murders, real live dead bodies. Wholesome family fun for everyone. Fangoria's Weekend of Horrors, October 31st and November 1st. Doors open at 11 a.m. Number three. <laughs> Toys R Us has the Big Bird Halloween costume and the Yoda Halloween costume for trick-or-treating. So it's way late in the season, and I think we're all taking it for granted by this point, but I still think it's one of the biggest things about Halloween 2018. What's that? The uh, whole phenomenon with uh, Spirit Halloween and other Halloween stores taking over dead Toys R Uses. You were so enamored with that whole thing. Yeah, I love it. I want to do like a little documentary about it. (laughs) Yeah, like everywhere we pass by, like anytime you saw an old Toys R Us that had like either a Spirit or Halloween City, you were like, It's so true. I'm sorry, but it's just the coolest shit ever. So many of us, we just got done mourning the loss of our childhood toy stores, and then Mm. boom, they're like back, and they're filled with Halloween costumes. It's cool as that is. Don't you feel like there's like an element to it where it's someone in your home that shouldn't be? (laughs) Like, you go back to your childhood home, but yet someone else is living there. (laughs) It's a little bit like that, but at the same time, it's like... At least you get to walk around your childhood home one last time, you know? Yeah. No, I get you. And you kind of, like, can pick out the parts that have stayed the same. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think it was cool that they did that because, yeah, it remained ours for, like, a little bit of an extended period of time. Right. And beyond the fact that it's even, you know, just our nostalgia for Toys R Us, getting beyond that... I don't think we're ever going to see something like this again, where Spirit Halloween and these other pop-up chains just take over so many huge stores. Like, I don't think this has ever happened to this degree before. Well, I think, yeah, it was actually a good opportunity for them to get stores like that, probably at a decent cost, you know? Yeah. I mean, by next year, most of those Toys R Us stores, they're going to have permanent residents. 
And, oh, yeah, definitely. And even if they didn't, I don't really think Spirit is going to look back on this whole endeavor and say, you know what, that was worth the trillions of dollars we spent. <laughs> because, like, they could barely fill the space in these places. They could, but let's just be honest, it's become, like, a little mini halloween amusement park oh no i'm totally with you that was yeah. actually in my notes like that's exactly what it's like i feel like they should charge you a buck just to walk in those stores <laughs> yeah but you think back like 10 years whatever the best you could hope for was them taking over a dead blockbuster it was mostly just like rinky dink stores and shopping malls yeah they used to, you're right they used to have a little kind of maybe like medium-sized store in in a couple of the malls like locally here right so it's wild like i i mean i don't know maybe i was just like under a rock prior to this year but i don't remember there ever being a time where you can go to these giant fucking halloween stores and they're everywhere and it's not even just toys r us like we went to a Models that was like practically a fucking wedding hall <laughs> and that was a spirit yeah, there's a couple of them that are like really big. To me, I don't think they can go smaller after this. I think it can only get bigger because it's a big money maker when you think about it. If they how are they going to get any bigger? What the fuck are they going to rent next? The fucking Intrepid. <laughs> like if they continue to do this, though, it, it is a great concept because when you think about it. If they really do set up like their little house of horrors and whatnot, mm -hmm. if you go in and you see this stuff in action, that's going to make you want to buy it. Like going into a store and just seeing it on a shelf is not the same as seeing it set up in right. like a, kind of a, a haunted maze or something like that, you know? And they're definitely encouraging sort of like hands-on play. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like I, I remember back in the day, I used to go to a Halloween store, and even before Spirit was around, they'd be like, don't touch it unless you're going to fucking anything. buy it. Yeah. Put that cell phone away, even though it's 1996 and nobody <laughs> fucking has one. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, when he first started my old site, I would bring my digital camera into these stores and they would like yell at you for taking pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now it's like, they don't just want you to take pictures. They're actually building selfie stations and they're oh, giving yeah. you all this shit. It, like, you're totally right. It is like a little tiny amusement park. I put up a video of that Michael Myers animatronic like way before like most of the people did because I, I saw like one other person we follow had it had yeah. it up too I, like the, it was seven seconds before me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I'll tell you after that, forty thousand Michael Myers videos came up from this giant animatronic. When you go into a spirit and you see these giant clowns and giant animatronics. It's like the first thing you do, you want to whip out your phone and take a video and say, hey, guys, look what I found. For some reason, you think you're the first person oh, to God. see this. <laughs> I know. It's like how, like, on the 4th of July, everyone puts up pictures of fireworks like anyone else is interested in them. It's like, here's here's the same exact picture of the spirit banner that you've seen 60 times in the last six minutes. <laughs> But yet they always get likes because we just want more of that. That's yeah, the it's, feeling. It's, it's, well, they get likes because I think everyone's just reflexive. You know, oh, Halloween, like. Yeah, I just think. Like I could write a Instagram post about how my life is falling apart and I'm losing everything. But if the picture is of a pumpkin, like. <laughs> well, that's like I always tell people. Bad news, guys. It's over for me. <laughs> They're repossessing everything I own. But here's 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 a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's just, I tell everybody say, if I post anything and it has Halloween in it, that's when it hits. But everything else, meh, not so much. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a real rough run with Thanksgiving in the title of everything we do next month. <laughs>
spirit Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's man. not going to work. I'll tell you. Ugh. But no, you're you're totally right. I think from what I've read in articles like business and stuff like that, Halloween has become such a big industry compared to what it used to be in term. And to us, we're so critical of it and we're we're so deep into it that we may not realize Halloween makes a shit ton of money for all these companies. Christmas is probably like the number one. Yeah, Christmas you know? will always be the number one because it has so many different things going on. But Halloween is right up there. And every year they're coming up with new ways to milk us. So they could milk it from Spirit all they want because I'll be there all the time. I love going to Spirit. Who doesn't? Yeah, and it's like, oof, I, I'm just like, you know, this is about the 2018 Halloween season. I think we're probably at peak Spirit right now. A couple years ago, we had peak Pumpkin Spice. I think this yeah. is peak Spirit. Peaking right now? Yeah, so enjoy it while it lasts, buds. <laughs> That's a warning. Yeah, get yours while you can. So, like, in the post-apocalyptic future, no spirits exist. Yeah. That, that motherfucker from the Purple Stuff podcast, the one with the stupid voice, he was right. I should have taken more time to appreciate spirit when I had a chance. <laughs> For whatever you're doing this Halloween, Spirit Halloween is your one-stop Halloween superstore. Experience the Fright Zone inside the store with killer haunted house decor and animated monsters for your front porch or front office. An enormous selection of costumes for the entire family. A large selection of wigs, shoes, hats, makeup, and accessories. New shipments arrive every week, so grab your friends and don't just shop for Halloween. Experience your Halloween superstore, Spirit Halloween. Number four. Gee, Tony, this place looks haunted. That'll help scare away anybody who tries to steal the secret formula for Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes cereal. Steal it? Well, after all, the formula makes Frosted Flakes a delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. The secret taste of Frosted Flakes makes Tony say... They're great! Tony, he almost stole the formula. <laughs> I'd say he didn't have a ghost of a chance. <laughs> So your meal of choice was a uh, a burger that had several meats on it. Nom, and nom, nom, nom. <laughs> my food offering is a cereal, and it's the pumpkin spice Frosted Flakes. Oh, yeah. I think you were the first one aboard that train. I was very excited for it. And one of the first things I said, though, on our show about like what I was looking forward to most was this cereal because just it seemed to me like it came out of left field because Frosted Flakes doesn't usually take a lot of risks you know they make the Zucaritas the chocolate flavored uh, and they do a couple things here and there but like these seemed like wow they're actually doing this they're they going seem, for it they're going for it yeah I know you finally did the video and everything but I had these things like really early on I was like searching for them like crazy but when I got them and tasted them like I really wanted to kind of veer off my diet a little bit and go for these so I loved them I thought they were so good legitimately good yeah I'm with you I thought this yeah. was one of the few times where they really made pumpkin spice into something everybody could enjoy Good point. Like, it was muted enough to where, like, if you're, like, a six-year-old who thinks pumpkin spice means, like, uh, weird stuff, yeah. you're still going to like it. That's such a good analogy because 
uh, it, it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like the uh, pumpkin spice for the masses, for people who make fun of pumpkin spice. You <laughs> it's know? time to bring some pumpkin spice <laughs> to the masses. Not you, Shrek. <laughs> Not you, Shrek. <laughs> so I always feel like when you're a kid, <laughs> like oh, boy. Frosted Flakes were like, they kind of disguise themselves that as being like healthy for you, even though they weren't. Oh yeah. It's totally one of those, you know, cause you'd be watching a frosted flakes commercial and the kids would be playing soccer and all athletic. And yeah. then Tony, Tony would waltz in yeah, and he's fucking jacked. Yeah, he's jacked. And he'd be like, eat some of my frosted flakes and whatnot, you know, yeah. and you're realizing they're basically just childhood crack. Yeah, totally. And it's, you're, you're absolutely right. Because like, in the commercials, they would almost use the Frosted Flakes like Popeye used spinach. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just had a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Now I can go fucking kayaking because apparently you eat cereal before you go kayaking. <laughs> like, who the and hell has, like, cereal bowls and milk out by the fucking river? <laughs> and you feel so great about life that you could just wear an ascot. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making me cough. Without worrying about the repercussions <laughs> from what your friends would say to you on the soccer field. Uh, but like you said, the flavor, it was less spice and more pumpkin, I think. It was like more this kind of general pumpkin flavor that was more like couldn't really pinpoint it. So I think that's what made it very accessible in the flavor realm. I got more just like a general kind of like candy-ish flavor. Right. It you was know, almost it didn't like taste like candy. didn't taste like a, you know, specialty pie from the fair at the uh, courtyard held this Saturday only from 10 to 2. <laughs> Some of these cereals that we've talked about, they veer too much into the spice territory. Then you'd be like, man, this is a little bit overwhelming. And if I wanted spice, I'd go back to like 1995 and watch it through the lines on the illegal cable box. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally that kid. <laughs> But so, I mean, Frosted Flakes, Pumpkin Spice, it was really a, a match made in heaven this time. So that's my food offering for Halloween. You're a tiger. Show them what you can do. Go, tiger! The taste of Tony's Frosted Flakes. Look at him go! Creative block. Unleash your flavor with brisk symbiotic dark cherry lime. Venom in theaters October 5th. Unleash your flavor. That's drip. Grab a limited edition bottle in stores now. All right. So since you brought up cereal, we're kind of on that junk food topic. And I think I'll stick with that for my pick. Mm, what do you got? It's actually, I think, my favorite of all of this year's Halloween junk food, at least the stuff that isn't cereal or a giant cheeseburger. <laughs> it is that weird fucking Venom branded brisk. Oh, I remember you had that. You Man, you got that. I was like, holy crap. I couldn't believe you had that. Yeah. So, yeah. Before I even get into this stuff, you know, I was obsessed with being the first person to review it. <laughs> Yes. So I tracked down a guy on eBay who is selling them under the table, even though they're not in stores. Like, mm -hmm. it's totally, like, you know, not supposed to and real shady deal. Yeah. Pay a fucking fortune. <laughs> it gets here. 
I'm like DMing you, Jay, Jay, the Venom Brisk, it's here, it's here. Five fucking seconds later, you send me a tweet. Somebody's posting pictures of it sitting in plain sight at Dollar General. <laughs> Motherfucker. In your defense, though, it always seems like in the middle states, everybody gets everything before us. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, Ohio and, like, Indiana, they have everything before us. Maybe there's some brisk plants out there. I don't know. But it was such a pisser because I paid, like, $30 for one bottle of brisk. Yeah. And literally, the second it gets here, people are like, oh, look what I just found. Dollar <laughs> bottle. <laughs> So the official title is uh, Symbiotic Dark Cherry yes. Limeade. Mm. And um, I'm going to sell you on it because I know you haven't had it yet. Have not. Mm. So, you know, Venom's on the label and that's cool. And it looks like the real Ghostbusters ectoplasm play gel. And that's cool too. <laughs> but the flavor, Jay. Yeah. The flavor is almost exactly the same as those old cherry sips juice boxes. Oh my god. It is basically really? yeah, it's like the brisk version of a cherry berry sips juice box. That's brisk, baby. That's brisk, baby. <laughs> so like with this stuff, and I know you're the same way, when we do our little social media things. We just take teensy little bites and like little tiny sips, just enough to be able to say what they taste like without like gaining six pounds every day. Yeah. Most people say to me like, they're like, you don't eat all that stuff. I'm like, no, I usually throw most of it away and like take a tiny bite. Yeah. Same. And it's not because like I'm so disciplined. It's just, because it's actually because I'm not disciplined. If I leave it in the house, I will destroy it. Exactly. <laughs> so on that note, like I had to physically force myself to pour the brisk down the sink because it is so good. Oh man. Yeah. I thought it was a great, idea to do something like that but i just get, i guess like the movie didn't hit the same way that i guess they assumed it would well no it actually did really really well critically it was uh you know kind of like a yeah that's what i was saying yeah oh, critically like, yeah it, it was like a mm, not mm -hmm. well received i guess yeah but it did well in theaters i guess they assumed that being that like venom He's kind of like a scary character that they would put it out during Halloween time. Yeah. I don't know if that was their idea, but like, I think this movie would have did better if it wasn't during this time of year. Right. I guess it's like in a season that's full of directly Halloween-y things, maybe it was a little off. Yeah. Brand. And like on that note, I don't even know if I could technically qualify this as a Halloween junk food, but you know, we already talked about it for five minutes. So it's officially <laughs> it one is now. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The window has closed. <laughs> I'm really glad that it exists, and I'm glad that they did something that was like kind of I can't say obscure because it, you know obviously Venom is a very popular character for Marvel. But of all the things to do, a yeah, fucking just, red brisk drink. Yeah, and I remember when you first told me about it, I was like, "Is that is that real, or did someone just make up like a like a, a prototype?" And then it got like kind of kicked away and they didn't want to do it. And this bottle landed on eBay, you know? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it, I could see why you thought that because for months we only had that one like weird picture floating around online that looked so Photoshopped, like yeah. badly Photoshopped. So nobody knew for sure that this was really a thing that was happening or if somebody like just kind of slapped a Venom face on a brisk bottle and said, hey, look, guys. Well, it's good that it actually tasted good too, because a lot of times it was like the limited editions and the and the tie-ins. Half the time they don't taste good. Oh yeah, soda is notorious for having some sketchy les, as we say in the soda fandom. 
the LEs. Yeah, the LEs. But this was like, I'm not a brisk guy by any measure. I'll drink it if I'm at my neighbor's picnic and that's all he fucking brought because he's an asshole. <laughs> but like this was like, wow, good. You have yeah. to try one before it's gone. And it's going to be gone like in an hour or so. It's, just, it's gone already. I it's think. probably gone already. Venom's already on Blu-ray and they're, the sequel's half filmed. <laughs> you know what I would have loved to have seen? This would have like really made me run out to Dollar General to get this. If they did one of those claymation commercials with Venom versus Rocky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been so cool. Oh, fucking Christ. That would have been the best. Or they could just make a diet venom brisk, and then I would have been front and center. Oh, so that's another annoying thing with these LE sodas. They never diet. They never diet. They're always full of sugar. Yeah, it's she's fucking Christ. It kills me that I can't get pitch black because it's all full of sugar. I know they they need to start catering to us senior citizens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. What the hell are you? I am Venom, and you are mine. Number six. Sophia! True fear comes from within. Face Poltergeist, Halloween 4, and Stranger Things at Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. One of the highlights for me this Halloween was going to Halloween Horror Nights. Oh my god, you had uh, some <laughs> whirlwind adventure, didn't you? Whirlwind is the exact word for it. So, uh, Halloween Horror Nights in uh, Orlando. They do it, obviously, in California as well, but I went to Orlando uh, Universal Studios. is my first one, right? Now, me, of all people, I love theme parks. I love doing this stuff, but I was never able to pull off a trip there during this time because ever since I was like a teenager, I've never had time during September and October to go on a vacation or a trip like that. Right. Even back then I was making multiple costumes and like conjuring up calendars. Halloween uh, is a lot of work. Yeah. Like trying to come up with creepy stuff to do and filming videos. I was always doing this stuff and I never really had time to do this. And I've always wanted to do it, just never had the time. So this year, as soon as they announced Stranger Things as the main attraction, I was like seduced by the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that could also be changeable because when you, when you think about dark side, I always think of the voice from Tales from the Dark Side with, when he says, the dark side. The dark side. <laughs> like, it could be Emperor Palpatine or it could be the voiceover guy from Tales from the Dark Side. But anyway, that's a that's story That's neither here nor time. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they were touting poltergeist uh, mazes, Halloween 4, trick or treat, and all this amazing stuff like killer clowns. Killer clowns from outer space. Jesus Christ. Like, you know, we had talked about this. You pretty much had to go. They gave you almost, it was almost like they pummeled you. It's like, whoa, you like this? You like that? You like this? How about that? You like this too? It's like, oh, <laughs> a, oh my God. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> you didn't really have much of a choice if you're a fan of, like, even one of these films, you're likely to like all of them, you know? Well, the thing was, aside from, you know, the, the, the big major thing, like Stranger Things, you had these kind of deep cuts. Right. 
So, I mean, I don't, I haven't really kept up with the HHN history, but it seemed to me that this year's lineup was really trying to grab those like hardcore horror fans. Like, basically, like, whether you're into the scare zones and all that shit or not, you kind of have to come see this shit. Exactly. Like, they've been doing this for almost like 30 years. Um, and this has been just been going on. They've always had access to doing these big licenses. Like, they've done, Tales from the Crypt tie-ins and various other movies here and there. But this year, all together in this one huge lineup, it just seems so big. And they had this promo playing on their website and their social media. It was like an old tube TV that was playing little clips from each of the films and, and Stranger Things and their logos were popping up and stuff. And like after I saw that, my brain started kicking it around and... I just threw all caution to the wind and I somehow made the trip happen. It was just very like a quick trip. Very, very short. You were like, <laughs> it was like you went grocery shopping, but you didn't go grocery shopping. You went to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. It was totally it's, insane. In the same amount of time you grocery shop, I was, I went to all these mazes. Yeah. You, you, you bought a flight, you got on a flight, you went to Florida, you checked in, you went to the fucking thing, you stayed there. I believe for 18 hours straight. Yes. And then you went home. Yeah. And it was the absolute right move. You know, if it was going to happen, it had to be for the Stranger Things maze and the Halloween 4 maze. Uh, maybe it was the right move for you, but for me with my knees, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so you did all of it. You didn't miss right. it. I don't think you missed a thing. No, I mean, what are you, Aerosmith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how uh, he talks, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We maybe missed like some little things here and there, but the major stuff we did. And the cool thing about the Florida version is that they had the Blumhouse maze, right? And that featured a dual maze with Happy Death Day and The Purge. Oh, yeah. But the Hollywood, the Hollywood version had Truth or Dare and Unfriended. Now, you and I went to see Truth or Dare. <laughs> and I remember leaving that movie like I felt like it was one of those movies that it didn't make you feel one way or the other. It was just like it, it made was me like, feel one way. <laughs> it made you feel like Steven Tyler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steven Tyler, macho man, Steven Tyler. <laughs> Truth or dare. I like how your wires crossed there. Yeah, ooh, yeah. So you did pretty much everything. And yeah. of all of the things you saw, not the one that you just like because you like the thing, but objectively, what was the best thing happening at Halloween Horror Nights? Objectively, to me, like it, it, it was Stranger Things. But I think a lot of people would say it was Poltergeist. And to me, it's a toss-up. It, it would just be too hard to choose from those two. I only chose Stranger Things because I'm very big on being able to, like when I'm obsessed with something. Yeah. And then you could do like a, a haunted walkthrough of that thing. Yeah. I, I'm absolutely in love with that. So I really enjoyed Trainers of Things and Poltergeist for the same reasons. Both of them were out of this world. It's hard to choose, but I'm only going to go with Stranger Things just because like it's still kind of 
new to pop culture. Right. It's not really new. It's only within the past few years. But like Poltergeist has been around for all this time. And we finally got a walkthrough. I think that's pretty neat, too. So uh, but waiting on the Stranger Things line, it was so long. Like it was almost two hours, if not exactly two hours. And that was like early on in the season. Uh, it was like waiting to get into a free concert for Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to wait two hours to get into the Upside Down. Yeah, we did. And some of the other lines were just as long. So, But it was well worth it. We soaked up as much as humanly possible in such a short amount of time. But, oh my God, it was fantastic. So how were my beloved Killer Clowns? That was so cool. Just being able to walk through that scare zone. And when you encountered the clowns, you couldn't separate what was happening from the movie. Like you felt. Well, that's what I got. That was the impression. Yeah, Yeah, that's the impression I got from the photos. Because like, I'm like, wow, those are legit costumes. Like they, it's basically like they just walked out of the movie. You're soaked in like purple lights and they had the ice cream truck. I mean, when you walk through, it just really had this feel. It was just so bizarre, you know, and it just felt like so accurate to what it would feel like to be in that movie. So I liked that they were very authentic with everything and they just really went all out for it. So Halloween Horror Nights is a must from now on. And there was this one part where we were just kind of walking through complete darkness. Yeah, darkness. Oh my god! Ah! <laughs> Number seven. Schmoo's not here. <laughs> I take it you work here? Try again. Yeah, I don't have time for games. I lost my son. Ooh, bad mommy lost her little brat. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who do you think you are? Your worst nightmare. Okay, Jay, let's talk about our good pal Robert England putting on the Freddy Krueger makeup one more time for the the Halloween episode of the Goldbergs. It was monumental. Oh, yeah, it was. (laughs) Holy shit, really real deal Robert England Freddy Krueger right there on network television in all new footage. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. I'm not going to walk everyone through the plot, but basically Freddy appears in the last act, and he's haunting Bev's dreams. Yes. The makeup job isn't quite on the level of what you would have seen in an Elm Street movie, but it was pretty good for it was still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was legit. And it's him. And that's the thing. It's fucking him. You know, what's amazing about this is he had said, you know, I'm not going to do it anymore and whatnot, but it's on the level of like when Bella Lugosi played Dracula. I mean, th- this is such a big deal. Oh, I'm I'm totally with you. I've always felt that like him saying oh, I'm done was sort of him maybe a little at least a little bit just being graceful mm-hmm. and not trying to be like, you know, don't let them do anything unless I'm in it. Right. But now of course, he I mean Adam Goldberg who created and runs the Goldberg said that he was real excited to be back in the uh, makeup. Yeah, and he might he be did. open to it again. I've read him comment recently that he has one more left in him, he says, which it's obviously encouraging. But God, I <laughs> I feel like I don't have faith in these companies. But now that they see that Michael Myers could still have a go, 
then I think they're going to realize that Freddie can too. No, I have faith, and it's sort of like what we were saying. What we were saying in the uh, last podcast about the Halloween movie is that yeah. when you're in good company, you just by nature of that try harder. And right now, horror is so good. Yeah, that even a wackadoo Elm Street movie where you have to sort of work England's age into the plot a little bit, I think it could totally fucking work. But see, like, I even think like with that, I've always said, you don't even need to, like, reference it because, like you said, the makeup is on par with the other films and you don't even have to reference that. Uh, I see, know? but I feel like that's almost like a, it's a trait of the movie. So why not use it? Why not have old man Logan, Freddy Krueger, you know? But see, he shouldn't age because he's like a demon at this point. Well, maybe he's maybe he's he's trying to get his powers back, and that's the whole plot. And he, you know, fails because Freddy loses in these movies. Yeah, I'm well, booking it. I'm booking it, Dano. I, I either way, I obviously want to see it. And I feel like no one could really capture what he captured as Freddy Krueger. It was it's such a big deal. You bringing it up and saying this is a big deal, like it. It's it's a, it's even bigger than that. It's the fact that he came back after all these years. Just to do this TV show because he knows that not only all of his fans are pining after him to do this, right. but also the fact that the Goldbergs take such care with every episode. Like I'm a huge Goldbergs fan and every episode they do, it's very authentic to whatever topic they're doing. Like they did Spaceballs, yep. you know, and they had Dark Helmet and it was like oh, every – Oh, it's just so good with how they do these shows. Dude, I'm with you. That, that guy, Adam Goldberg, who created and runs the show. Yeah. Like, he isn't just one of us. He's, like, the best of us. Yeah, exactly. He is so sincere and so legit and such a, quote-unquote, good geek. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Like, I, I, you know, it's hard for me to say this. I've been in this game for 20 years. I like to think that I'm my, I'm my own man. But yeah. I was just, like, he's, like, my fucking idol, man. Like, he's just such an inspiring guy and he created such a great little show there just totally free of cynicism always celebrating everything yeah i love everything that they do in that show and my favorite part of the show is bev <laughs> yeah i know i always felt like you see a little bit of your mom in there yeah that's it that's what it is yeah because yeah. I, I just love that he makes these shows about his life. And then at the end, he shows like footage. It's like, this is my real mom. You know, this is my, my brother. Right. Totally <laughs> legitimized. Yeah. First of all, like, I'm like, I, I get so mad at him. Like who the fuck had this perfect fucking childhood? <laughs> like, how the fuck do you even have time to do all this amazing shit? Like, I know it's going to come out someday. That these are all actors. And this kid actually is just like, you know, he's 10 years old now because nobody <laughs> has the time to do that much awesome shit as a kid like you, my fucking childhood footage is like me sitting on a couch with a box of triscuits over and over and over again <laughs> guys i was a true geek i did it all I'm, like, I'm just sitting eating fucking crackers day after day this guy's like making movies he actually like in this episode he did like a elm street movie yeah as a kid i i can't say that i I ate Triscuits my whole childhood, but I did a lot of the same stuff he did. So I kind of, that's where I see eye to eye with him, where I was like making movies since I was a little kid, you know, and he basically got to live the dream at this point. Cause yeah. not only is he producing that big show, but it gives him the ability to reach out to people like Robert England <laughs> and Robert England is going to do it because he knows that this isn't some half-assed yeah, thing. Yeah, they, they, they're like, going to do it for real, and they're going to take care of him the right way. 
So when you really think about it, we got Michael Myers back this Halloween and Freddy Krueger. Yep. And who's missing? Jason. Oh, they're still doing their long. Jason's in the fucking courtroom right now. He's in the back. <laughs> Where is this going? J- Jason's in the up on the on the stand and, and he's uh, being asked questions yeah. and he's not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> like when he was on Arsenio Hall. oh god yes yes the term deranged sociopath (laughs) gets thrown around a lot by the media but it really applies to my next guest number eight i had a series of visions when i was younger after each one, the same thought would be stuck in my head. What did you see? I saw none. One of the big movies this Halloween season for me was The Nun. And oh. you and I went to see that in the theater. We did. That was back when we still hung out. <laughs> Seems like a lifetime ago, Jay. Uh, that's BS. <laughs> We've never hung out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I never thought that I would fall in love with a movie about a nun. Nuns weren't really my thing. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really like, hey, can I go see a movie with a nun? So you're saying that you didn't grow up uh, just fixated on nuns. Nuns right. were not a, a particular hobby of yours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I don't know. I think you might find some common ground with our listeners on that one. <laughs> But, like, I used to immediately change the channel when I was a little kid. Oh, fucking none. Uh, Get this shit off yeah, the TV. Out, this yeah, isn't like, going anywhere good. Yeah, like, I used to love Gidget because I thought she was cute. Yeah. But then when she was the flying nun, oh, I was that. like, fuck what that. The- I don't want yeah. that fucking to take that fucking habit off or get off my TV. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, immediately you take that Sigma box remote control and you change the channel right away. Oh, fuck. I'm with you. You might say you don't want none. <laughs> I don't want those. <laughs> AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this part of the show, I'm just gonna take you through my nun history. Okay. So the scariest nun I've ever seen was in Dream Warriors, right? I'm with you. She's a scary nun. Right. Freddie's mama. Freddie mama. Somebody call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Styles versus Brodus Clay. <laughs> she proved that nuns can be scary, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was a little off-putting. I don't know if I would necessarily call her scary, but yes. Didn't you think she was scary when she was like 15 feet away and she just appeared out of nowhere with those beady eyes? Absolutely. I'm just being contrary for the fun of it. <laughs> she was. So- she was fucking frightening, terrifying. Yeah. I just remember watching that as a kid and like that was the part that we would like fast forward to just to get creeped out. But anyway, so I never thought I'd be in love with a movie about a nun, but I was because we went to see it and I wasn't expecting it to be more than like a two and a half star movie. But it turned out to be like a classic already to me, you know, it wasn't two and a half stars, but it was two and a half hours. (laughs) No, I loved it, too. I really fucking did. I feel like we were in the minority a little bit. You know what? I think the reason why it didn't catch on in terms of like how people loved it, it was just that I think a younger crowd didn't really catch the fact that 
it was like half Hammer film and half classic Universal monster movie. Well, that's what I liked about it. But I have to be honest, though, like we follow people who know plenty about that and quite a few of them, actually, just this movie didn't work for them. I know. I don't know. What I, do. I just don't know why, because like those qualities that I mentioned that it's really that's what it was. And, and I don't even know if that was like the intention, but that's what the movie came out to be. So, no, I, th- I think it was intentional. In fact, I think like every movie in that universe really has that sort of vibe where it's almost intentionally restrained a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, use that word classy on our last episode. And I feel like all of these movies have that little bit of classiness going on. The atmosphere it's not super gory. No, and, there, and let's be honest, there are large portions of the film where not much is happening, but it just is so pretty. It's like hanging around Castle Dracula. <laughs> it is. And like They just keep building up the surroundings and the, the look of the film, and the actors were fantastic in it. So Yeah, uh, I forget the lead's name. What's her name again? Uh, Something. Uh, Thais Ty- for... Ty- Farmiga. Yeah. That's uh, Vera's... I don't know, relative, sister. Yeah, sister something, whatever. Niece, whatever, granddaughter, whatever. She was so good. I loved her in this movie, and it it was really important for you to love the lead, because if you didn't, it might have been a slog, McMahon. Yeah. And I was was like, I just found her really, like, gripping and really able to, like, kind of, like, convey emotion, even in scenes where it didn't call for her to be over the top. I don't think you're a fan of American Horror Story, but... If you had seen the show, you kind of get her vibe and, and stuff. So, like, going into the movie, you were already almost on her side because of that show if you had watched it previously. Yeah. You know, it's almost like an extension of that in a way because it's very easy to kind of root for her, too. Mm-hmm. So I think she did a great job as well. It's one of the types of movies where you could be laying on your couch with, like, your uh, ginger ale and your crackers or whatever. And, like you said, <laughs> and just enjoy it at, oh, on, like, man. a Saturday afternoon. And at the end of the film, there's a scene. It's basically, like, one of my favorite scenes in any movie I've seen recently. The way they subdue one of the villains. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I know we don't want to spoil it, but, man, you were marking out. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it was so- just is so good. So, like, if I'm not going to say what it is for yeah. people who haven't seen it, but those who have seen it must know what I'm talking about. It's like the one kind of like, I guess, shocking thing in the movie. Yeah. So, picture Jay just for whatever reason. This really rocks his boat. He's flipping <laughs> out, like you know, hooting, hollering. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow. Uh, so this is one of your things. Like you've been you've been pretty quiet this movie, but this got you out of your chair. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. You get me. <laughs> yeah, you are a complicated man, Jay. <laughs> Give me those wheat thins. I don't want biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> we need to pray now. And whatever happens, whatever you may see or hear, keep your eyes forward and don't stop praying. Number nine. Gentlemen, they're large, they're fast, messing you up to the idea of tourism. What's on the ship? The ultimate predators. Light him up! Come and get us. Come on! The predator hated our supporter. Baby's crying. 
What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck? It, it was this little Frankenstein thing I have on my desk. <laughs> Save the fucking audio toys for your own turns. <laughs> I'm over here trying to give a shout out to the Predator. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, The Predator, another movie. You mentioned The Nun. We also saw The Predator this season. Yes, we did. And the reason I'm bringing this up actually ties into yours. I love the diversity of the movies we got to see this season. Mm -hmm. Like, you have The Nun, which you just talked about. This classically gothic, restrained movie. Mm -hmm. We saw Goosebumps, which was just like plain, safe, goofy fun. There was... Are you still there? Yeah. Well, you can't hear me? No, you know, it's just like a little feedback when I go through my lists. <laughs> then there was Halloween itself, which was, of course, the big main event. Mm -hmm. And then you had this, The Predator, this like schlocky throwback gore fest. So it's like oh, we, we hit every yeah. fucking bullet this season. We really did. Yeah. I'm not sure I would have liked all of the movies we saw if they weren't all so much different from each other. It's just I don't know how that worked out that way, but it was great. Yeah, ran the gamut, got everything this season. Yeah, so this film here, I guess the uh, bottom line is that it wasn't too successful? Yeah, I mean, that's in the eye of the beholder. Well, I don't mean critically or uh, yeah. creatively, I just mean in terms of money. Well, they paid Olivia Munn $190 million. Uh, Well, she, You know what, she was worth every... First of all, I love Olivia Munn. I think she's super underrated as a comedic actor. I do, too. I love her. She's awesome. She is just so good at, like, that dry dialogue. Like, she's so funny. I used to watch her on Attack of the Show back in the day. I never watched that, but she was basically the reason to watch the newsroom, even when it got, like, kind of bad. So mm. she was so good, and she was good in this. She was fantastic in this. And I, by and large, like, it wasn't so much the whole Predator angle, though the, the aliens were cool. I think they just had a really great cast in this movie. Oh my God. It was such a cool casting job because like they had so many different characters that were fleshed out and everybody had their own personalities, which I think they tried to replicate in some of the other Predator films, but like the original, that's what made it what it was because you had that kind of band of misfits. Right. It was almost like mixed nuts, buddy comedy, but yeah. under the framework of this horrible horror sci-fi movie. Right. So not everyone liked this film. A lot of people kind of hated it. You and I loved it. Oh my God, we loved it. And the truth is I probably loved it even more than I ever let on on social media because mm -hmm. I don't know how safe it is to love this movie. Right. It's dirty and crude and it just is like such a throwback to when these sorts of movies were that way. That's exactly it because we were watching it and... The whole time, what I, the first thing I felt was like, yeah, this is very, it feels like it could have been made in like the 80s or early 90s. Right, because like some of those jokes and just the characterizations, they're very off color by today's oh. standards. Like it's like the movie, yeah. even aside from the, the issues that we all know about that surrounded it, the movie itself, just what was going on, like it was begging for complaints in a lot of ways. Oh, yes, it it's was. Like just practically begging you to like, you know, have an issue with it. I think it was so cheeky that it, you know, it wasn't like anything that was meant to be biting or insulting in any way. You know what I mean? Like, it was I, just, I just think it wasn't, it wasn't very cautious. Let's put it that way. Like there are definitely things in that movie where you could say, mm, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> 
you know, I, I don't know that you could do that and not expect a little blowback. Like, you know, it's just a little right. iffy, a little, you're on the borderline well, there. Gotta remember, you are a little bit more cautious than most people, you know, they, they just went with it and I think it worked. Yeah, so, well, I, I agree with you. I think it definitely worked. It was so funny and fluid yeah. and pacing was great. I mean, there were a couple of issues, like the ending kind of was like, uh, and the, you know, there were a couple of plot points that kind of just went over our heads because they were so quick, but it was a party. Like we were having a blast in that theater. Totally blast. And when the coolest aspect of it was the fact that it took place like during Halloween. Oh, I totally forgot. You're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was like one of the key points there is because there was like a bunch of Halloween scenes and I just thought like those scenes it made you feel like so nostalgic. Really? You were know, there, like, there were a bunch of Halloween scenes in the predator. I remember there was like a sign that said Halloween dance or something. <laughs> well, I mean, there was trick or treating and stuff. Yeah. Oh God, you're fucking right. The whole fucking <laughs> third act was a trick or treat. Oh my God, I yeah, love like, this movie so much. I don't remember most of it. <laughs> no, you're right. They had that whole trick or treat thing and it was fantastic i love this we've seen pretty much every movie we've seen the last six months had a neighborhood trick-or-treat scene everything but the nun the little kid dressed up as the predator right 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 the little kid with the the mask that blew up the other kids right yes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. i thought it was top notch and for me like (laughs) like you were mentioning these off-color jokes but keegan michael key who played uh coil in the movie yeah he had a joke that wound up in like the trailers in the movie when you're watching it. Like, I guess I forgot about it, but like when he said that, like I just died laughing. What like, joke was that? Uh, I don't know if I should repeat it, but just give me one word and I'll know it. <laughs> e for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing with that one is that it's that's hardly the most like uh on the fence line in that movie. Yeah. Like that's almost like that's that's nothing. That's a cakewalk. That was almost like your introduction to know that he's the funny guy. Right. And when he said that, like I, I think I was the only one that like laughed hysterically in the theater. Yeah, you <laughs> could I couldn't fucking shut you up. It was like ten minutes later and you're still giggling to yourself, sort of shaking your head in disbelief that you heard something so humorous. I'm like, Jay, they're fucking wrapping up here. They're, they're gonna have a scene after the credits. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a good impression. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you sounded like Hogan when he was like got somebody in the corner beating their stomach. <laughs> That's what I was going for. The old yeah. Hogan corner yeah. stomach assault. Yeah, Coil was my favorite character. He oh god. He yeah. makes me laugh. Uh I loved I mean See, this is what I'm talking about. Like Thomas Jane, big Thomas Jane fan, of Thomas, course. The I love Thomas Jane. Me too. And I'm like, oh, so so here's the thing. Like, I don't think they ever really properly advertised the fact that this movie had such a wide cast. Because like they I'm sitting down they, and I'm watching the opening credits, I'm like Thomas Jane's in this? Where the yeah, fuck did Thomas Jane come from? They didn't advertise Thomas Jane at all. Yeah. I'm like, maybe he maybe that's like by request. Maybe it was like a you know Gary Oldman thing. You all, if you're not gonna give me top billing, don't give me any billing at all. 
I'm a Thomas Jane fan from when he was Punisher. I love that movie. No one likes it, but we'll, that's a, a whole other thing. You like and, all the movies no one likes, though. It's kind, yeah. of your, it's kind of your gimmick. It's my gimmick. But then Jake Busey they threw in because that's kind of a, a callback to his dad being in uh, Predator 2. All in all, great movie. To me, it was almost like hearkening back to stuff like Monster Squad because Fred Decker was involved and... Um, he wrote the movie. So. Right, right. I mean, for me, out of all the Predator movies, and I, I like them all, actually, the, all the ones I've seen, at least, I might say this is my favorite. Oh, yeah. I think that I could say that almost without any issue. The only thing that keeps me a little bit iffy is because like, I love Blaine from uh, the first one. Yeah, Blaine. You're always on and on about Blaine. Jesse the Body Ventura. Of course you like Jesse the Body Ventura. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to just end it there oh god we have to we've been talking long enough there's got to be fucking yeah. ending in there I mean, it's like 45 minutes of yeah. just predator right? fucking christ <laughs> here's our predator minisode smack dab in the middle of our halloween show Number 10. For great Halloween fun, pick up some spooky decorations at Walgreens. Just $7.99 each. Scary sound-activated Halloween figures, battery-operated pirate skull, witches, skeletons, and more. Stock up on Halloween candy, too. Walgreens has a wide selection of treats and goodies of all kinds. And it's time to order your holiday photo greeting cards. Put your favorite photo on any of six beautiful designs. All orders include a free marker pen. Treat yourself to savings this week at Walgreens. For my last pick this evening. Mm-hmm. What is the last thing that you loved about the 2018 Halloween season, Jay? So sometimes the things that you love most are the things that you don't expect. These things that just come out of nowhere and kind of creep up on you and make you realize, like, geez, I really love this thing. Mm-hmm. In my case, it's a thing that makes noise. I like things that make noise. It's well documented. I also like things that move by themselves like uh, animatronics and uh, toys that move and walk and dance. Yeah, and I think everyone knows about you. You're a big fan of audio, and you like it when things move independently. <laughs> so basically, I'm easily amused, and if you give me a toy that does these things, I'm absolutely floored. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I do consider myself fairly intelligent. Although, like, when I'm in the presence of a toy that's like this i become like brick tamlin from anchorman who's like he's got like brain removed (laughs) so if you merge a toy that's like that with horror characters and put it out during halloween time you could throw up that satisfied vince mcmahon gif right there and he's like oh oh, this is great (laughs) so (laughs) so anyway walgreens this year had these horror plush animatronic characters i'm looking this up right now tall things right and um they come in pennywise jason Voorhees, freddy krueger and they might have other ones but they're officially licensed and when you press their hand they do some crazy shit right so when i was in walgreens when i first saw this thing i was like kneeling down on the floor 
playing with this thing for like 15 minutes recording it with my phone and just like totally mesmerized by it yeah you do get lost in the moment in these stores <laughs> if you give you uh some sort of item that does a trick you ain't leaving <laughs> until you get video of that trick and it's funny because like you think it's like it's like jay you don't have a fucking permit because you're like basically putting up police tape to keep everyone around you away it's like everyone just back the fuck off <laughs> i want them all to live in my condo and they could be like my equivalent of snow white's dwarves so i'm looking at a picture these are basically like um foot tall kind of, they kind of look like doll versions of those like candy ball holder figures yeah i sort of like that yeah they're not yeah like you said they're not as tall yeah they're almost like so. super deformed horror dolls yeah kind of on the cute side almost like like, Almost like a Funko type of character. Right, but like something you'd win at a carnival, only it has bones. Yeah, it has bones. But I will say that their heads are extremely soft. Uh, I love soft heads. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and activate Pennywise. Okay. Pennywise... Is oh my god, he's, he's losing his fucking mind. Yeah, he's, he's go. So narrate the action. What is what is Pennywise doing while he speaks? <laughs> he's, he's running across my desk right now. <laughs> but the thing is, he looks like he's having such a blast. He sounds like he's having a blast. <laughs> what the fuck? Are these movie quotes? So I don't have any pets at home. Yeah. So when Pennywise like runs across my desk and jumps into my lap, it really feels like I have a pet. So is this thing like, ha does this thing have like wheels in its feet or is he actually like, moving his legs? No, like his, he has legs. Like this is an actual animatronic. Now, oh, wow. J yeah, like Jason has a knife in his hand. He has a big machete in his hand. It's so comical when, <laughs> when you see him. Because he's wielding this machete that's basically a piece of felt. It's it's like folded over, <laughs> just like limp. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah, so they're made by uh, Magic Power Company Limited. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not made by Magic Power Company Limited. That's a fucking WCW tag team from 1992. Well, they copied that then, because that's the real official company name. How much did these run you? Okay, so the, I I want to say they were like twenty something dollars each. Man, that must have been an early pickup. Like I said, I saw them early on, and I took some video through it on my Instagram, I think. But I held off. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do this. So I'm gonna stop. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna hold back. But no. It was like a week later, and I was back, and I bought Pennywise and Jason. I didn't get Freddy, though, because Freddy, I guess the sound wasn't, it just didn't come together for me. It wasn't like, they weren't giving him the quips, like the one-liners or anything yeah. like that. Let me see, I was, just found your video of the uh, Pennywise. Let me take a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a, it's like a child. It's it like a little tiny child. It looks like the, the what's the, the fucking Stewie from Family Guy, but it's got the Pennywise <laughs> makeup on. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> oh, it's so like uh, erratic in its movements. Very upsetting yeah. in a way. <laughs> upsetting. 
Yeah, I love this thing. Like to me, this is like one of the things that you wouldn't expect to be a major part of this season, but yeah. it was for me. Oh, fucking, totally. fucking Walgreens, man. They're like just kick ass this year. Yeah. Like they have the Michael Myers masks, which for some reason are like flesh tone colored. I don't know what's <laughs> going on there. Is there yeah. yeah. Is there some like movie reference that I'm not getting there, or is that just a thing? I think it's just like the cheap version oh, that you okay. buy it. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have the the right coloring. Right. But between <laughs> like that and these weird fucking dancing dolls that are falling all over you right now. <laughs> And boom, chicka pop popcorn. Walgreens is the place to be. <laughs> I've never actually heard anyone say that. I've only read it on popcorn bags. Boom, chicka pop popcorn. It's really good. <laughs> Great Halloween parties begin at Walgreens. Candy, party decorations, masks, costumes, makeup. Everything you need for Halloween fun now at Walgreens. All right, now we can uh, boom chick a pop into the uh, finale here. <laughs> do they have pumpkin spice? They actually do have boom chick a pop pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's their kettle corn brand. So it's a uh, kettle corn pumpkin spice boom chick a pop popcorn. <laughs> So, going into the show, I felt like we were struggling. But now that we've gone through all this stuff, pretty good year. It wasn't so much that, like, we didn't have things to talk about. We did. But it was almost like, well, we kind of agree on a lot of this stuff. And that kind of brings us to, like, Halloween because we oh, did a God, whole show. Yeah. yeah, so before anyone gets on our case, the reason we're not bringing up the Halloween movie is because we just did a whole show on it. Right, yeah, like, we agree that this is that's such a huge deal, so we, we did dedicate that whole show to it. So definitely right. check that probably, out. We probably should have men mentioned that earlier. But that, definitely listen to it. That's on the feed yep. if you haven't heard it yet. Because I know a lot of people were concerned because we did spoil stuff, but... You know, that's for after you see the movie, then you could check it out. Right. And while we're on the subject, I found out today that the thing that you click when you're on a movie set isn't a clacker. As I said, it's a clapper. It's, oh, it's a clapper. Yeah. I took some heat today, Jay. Oh, really? I mm -hmm. thought it was a, a clapboard. No, I, I it's a clap, clapper, clapboard, whatever it is. It's not a clacker, which is what I said it was. Clack I, on. I took some clap, clap off. Clack, clack, clack. Clapper. <laughs> So yeah, I took some heat for that. Just wanted to throw out my clarification. <laughs> I can't believe that people called you out on that. I mean, I'm. I think. Oh, hey Matt, what do you call that? The clacker. Okay, it's a clacker. Whatever. I don't think it really matters what they call it. It's just that you knew what I was talking about. Oh, well, I said it with such authority, and they kind of like made fun of you for not knowing it was a clacker. Meanwhile, it's like the, the guy who told me it wasn't. Is like, unless you like your movie is directed by and starring chickens, it's not a clacker. <laughs> and I. You know, I blocked him <laughs> see i feel like if i had 20 more seconds to think about what it was called it would have come to me but yeah, whatever what are you gonna do you know shit happens life goes on you die with regrets sometimes and that's oh, god <laughs> don't i don't i know it jay <laughs> so are we gonna do our thing of course we're gonna do our thing all right you pick for mine we have uh, quite a list here, Matt. We have your Halloween things from this season, 
Burger King, Boyga King, Nightmare Burger, right? The uh, TRU Spirit Halloween situations that were going on, yeah, the place. The brisk venom tea. I think that's going to be your. Pack. Is that a tea or a soda? It was a soda. You right? know, I don't even know. I, I don't know how you would how you would uh. It was a brisk it. brisk beverage. A brisk beverage of some sort, yes. With the symbiotic venom, and the Goldberg's episode with Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. and the Predator. Yeah, I already know which one you're going to pick. This is really tough. So I'm going to narrow it to the Goldberg's and Predator. Ooh, wow, you just fucking just kicked that Burger King out the door. What I did was I slashed Swerve. the competition. Yeah. <laughs> so, ah, <laughs> so, I mean, to me, that's a tough one, really, Goldberg's and Predator. But uh, And as much as I absolutely adored Predator, probably one of my favorites of the year, I will say that having Freddy Krueger back in action – uh, no matter what, is worthy enough to win this category. Yeah, I had no doubt that you would pick the Goldbergs. You're a huge, 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 huge fan of that show. You're always going on about it. You never miss an episode. So you take that, you add in some Jersey references. Yes. You add in they- some uh, fucking Robert England as Freddy Krueger. How could you pick anything else? <laughs> There's always Jersey references on yeah. there because it takes place right in uh, Pennsylvania. So yeah. not too far away. Mm-hmm. How about for you? Okay, so your list included the return of Fangoria Magazine, your three-hour tour at Halloween Horror Nights, (laughs) Pumpkin Spice, Frosted Flakes, Yes, The Nun, and animatronic horror plush dolls from Walgreens. (laughs) Quite a list. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm, Wow. So... I am looking at this from the aspect of what is most important to this particular year. Yeah. And I'm going to narrow it down to either Fangoria or Halloween Horror Nights. I had a feeling, yeah. Which one is more important? That is tough because I really do feel that this was a very special year for HHN. I agree. It really pulled in a lot of people. Like It started to spread like wildfire. Everybody started to go. Yeah, yeah, everyone did start to go except me. <laughs> um, Wait, before you even pick, would there be something that they could do, like a certain property or license that they can do that would get you there? Like, not even as a joke, you would really go. Absolutely. Um, for instance, if they did, let's say, the Ghoulies movies, yeah, I would absolutely go. If they did really really insane wacky stuff like made a spooky's house i would absolutely go yeah um chopping mall i would absolutely go can you imagine they should just get a mall and just have like robots well i feel like you know chopping mall like they could totally fucking pull it off well why don't they do that with the tru's next year just make it into chopping mall yes they should tru hhn chopping mall I'm sorry. I derailed your uh, choice here. Okay, so it was between the mag and... Horror Nights. Horror Nights. Yeah. Oh, man, that's tough. That's tough. My heart and my brain say different things here. (laughs) But I think I'm going to give it to Fangoria. Nice. I think that's the right choice. Yeah. Again, just really, really impressed with how they did it. And aside from the the product, which is great, I think they were just 
very smart in making it work uh, in terms of like rolling it out on, on the internet, giving the right people copies to create buzz and charging the rest of us $45 per issue. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, the price. No, I'm kidding uh, about the price. The, pr- the, the price is, you know, it's a little bit steep, but I will say that like, I think people's impression of it in their minds, if they don't have it, they don't realize, like, I'm going to tell you, it's not a magazine. It's no, literally, it's, 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 a soft it. co- it's a soft cover book. It it's, really it's is thick. a soft it's cover like book. It's like a, like a yeah. trade comic thing. So is this magazine, like, um, in stores? I think the first, like, run of it was going out to the subs only. But, like, I, I've heard that it's going to go to newsstands at some point. Or if it's already out, I don't know. I want to find my copy at Bonds & Noble. Oh, man. So good. See, that's one of the comforting things now that it's back, because you're going to see it along with your Rue Morgue and Scream magazine and all that stuff. So. Rue Morgue, don't mess around. <laughs> Rue Morgue, bring me down. <laughs> How appropriate. Don't for that, make sense, for the Rue end Morgue. Of the show. Yeah, the end of the show and the end of the, <laughs> the end of the Halloween season. You can take this fucking Halloween season and shove it up your ass, Jay. <laughs> See, it's like I said in the beginning of the show. It was like, ah, not so much, you know? Like, no, it it's uh, my my issues yeah. with the season have nothing to do with the season. They're independent of it. The Halloween season itself has been wonderful as always. I actually think, by and large, one of the best ones in terms of stuff in a long time. Between the food and the movies and the this and the that and the toys and the trips and the... Halloween Horror Nights and the the Nun and the animatronic yeah. horror plush dolls from Walgreens. Yeah, there was a lot. No, of I really on. agree with you. I think this is like one of the seasons where we went into it thinking not much is going to happen. It's going to be lackluster. But then when you look back, it's like wow, this has been a really strong season. And to get to celebrate another Halloween season with you on the Purple Stuff podcast has just been a total blast. So uh, same to you. Not only that, but like with all of our friends and listeners who take part in the show, we thank you. We do. And uh, just so you're aware, we're going to be picking up the pace real soon. So this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. See you next time. Happy Halloween. Listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.